0: Let's welcome in the newest member of the coaching fraternity in our town, and that is the new head coach of the Rangers, and that is, of course, David Quinn. Coach Mike Francesa on WFAN, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Uh, My pleasure. So uh, how does it feel to now be the head coach
0: of the uh, New York Rangers?
1: Pretty unbelievable. Uh, I think if you talk to anybody in, in the hockey world, the coaching world, if they could pick a job they would have, I think the New York Ranger job would be number one on a lot of guys' lists. So it's just uh, an incredible opportunity, and uh, I can't wait to get started. Uh,
0: you obviously, uh, we know your background and your success in college hop. Hockey, especially at, at Boston U. And I checked with some people I, uh, who have come through and have rubbed up those with you. And they told me that you are a hockey lifer, but also a very personable guy who, who will uh, be very easy to, to, for the New York fans and media to like, is that a fair scouting report?
1: I sure hope so. <laughs> it's nice to be liked. That's for sure. In this town, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to have people say those types of things, but at the end of the day, it's about winning and losing. And you can be as likable as you as as possible, but at this level and in this town, and really in all this professional sports, you got to get it done. You got to win, and I certainly am aware of that.
0: What is the foundation that that is most important, Coach, that brought you to this point uh, and now has you where you are right now as this coach? I mean, you've been in the NHL as an assistant. You've gone through the college route. Building this foundation, what's been the thing that has made you the coach you are as you get ready to take over this team?
1: Well, I've been very fortunate. I've coached at a lot of different levels. I was an assistant coach uh, in college for a while, I was a head coach with the U.S. National Development Program, developing the top 16 and 17 year olds in the country for a couple of years. Uh, associate head coach at BU, head coach in the American League for three years, an assistant coach in the NHL, and in the past five years, being a head coach uh, at Boston University, we've been very fortunate to get a lot of high end players. And you know, when I left BU in '09 as an associate head coach to you know get into the pro game, as a head coach in the American League. I remember when I when I accepted that position, I had a little bit of a knot in my stomach because there was a little bit of uncertainty. I'd never coached pro hockey before. I had only been a head coach for two years uh, in my career, and there was a little bit of uncertainty. Uh, there's no knot in my stomach today. I've been very fortunate, like I said, throughout my coaching career. I think every step along the way has prepared me for this opportunity and, uh, I'm just, I'm just ready to go.
0: Did you take those steps? Did you enter professional hockey? And then as an assistant in the NHL, did you do that? So with an eye towards becoming a head coach one day, was that something that was a goal?
1: Yes, it was. But, you know, it also was, a, you know, one of the things that pro hockey does, it just, you know, in college it's a little bit different because there's a lot more on your plate. You know, not only are you coaching kids, you're making sure they're doing the right thing away from the rink academically, right. and socially, driving the you bus, know, a lot, the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. There's a lot more to yeah. it, man. You know, one of the things I thought going into pro hockey did it made me a much better coach, just because that's all. You know, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You only on have to worry day. about coaching.
0: You only have to worry about your sport. That's right. right? Yeah. That's right.
1: That's yeah. right. So that really uh, helped me in a lot of ways, and and it opened up a whole new, you know, a lot of new doors. You know, on top of being able to go back and coach college, I've opened up the door to you know to jobs in the National Hockey League and the American League as well. So, you know, I just love coaching. I wanted to take on challenges and and, and create a you know diverse resume and. And that's what I've been able to do throughout my career.
0: We're talking with David Quinn, who is the new head coach of the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, the the scouting report also says that you have a gift with defensemen. The, all the O nine guys that you had on your team, all six were in the NHL. I uh, made it to the NHL. You are known to be a guy who develops defensemen. Uh, is that a fair scouting report?
1: Uh, I, I'd like to think so uh, I, I played the position myself uh, I love spending time on the aspects of playing defense uh you know we would do an awful lot of that at bu we did an awful lot of that when I was in the American League uh, and you know listen it's it's uh, they're all important positions but you know if your defense can you get pucks out of their end and defend quickly you're gonna have the puck a lot more and uh you know, certainly I've been fortunate to coach a lot of great defensemen. That certainly has helped, too. You know, when you're coaching talent, uh, they make you a better coach. But, you know, I certainly take a lot of pride in that, in that, in that side of uh,
0: the game. When the Rangers started their search, they told me they were going to get a guy who was guy who developed talent and who had worked with younger guys. We want a college coach. We want an assistant. We want someone who's been on that level, been developing players. That's what we were looking for. Clearly, you, you filled that bill. Everyone who's come in, and we've had a lot of new coaches in this town this year, baseball, football, everyone has said the same thing, Coach. They've talked about the player relationship and and how it's changed and how it is now. Now, you've come up coaching younger kids. You've had the college kids more than you've, you've been in the NHL, but you've been there. Do you think that relationship is very important from that standpoint? And has it changed a lot in recent years?
1: I think it's changed a lot, and I think relationships are pivotal in development. I mean, uh, the only way you're going to have a chance to develop a player is if there's a trust factor between the coach and the player. And the more time that you put into him and the more he realizes you care, that's where the trust comes in. And you can have all the fancy drills in the world if you want, but if there's not a connection between the coach and the player, you're going to have a hard time developing them. And, you know, I just think society's changed so much in the last 10 years that these kids, uh, they always want to know why. You know, the the communication piece is so important, and it's consistent communication. And not only it's the messages delivering, it's how you And, you know, if if you're going to develop players and develop teams, uh, the communication piece is important, and certainly how you deliver the message is equally important.
0: I've heard that same sentence, I think, from every guy recently. And they all said that same sentence. The players now want to be told why. Just telling them isn't enough. You have to tell them why you're doing something, right?
1: Absolutely, without question. And because I also think it's a learning moment. I mean, when you're telling somebody why it needs to be done, they may do it. You know, the chance of them doing it because they know it's the right thing to do—that's that's a learned activity, as opposed to well, I'm going to do it because the coach is telling me to do it. You know, that's not a learned activity. You've got to—if they understand why they're doing it, they're more apt to do it instinctively than just to do it because the coach is telling them to do it.
0: We're talking with the new Ranger head coach, obviously, who is uh, is here now and is ready, David Quinn, to do. Uh, and the Rangers need some rebuilding. That's why he's here. That's what they're looking for. But you have obviously a staple in goal with one of the great uh, goaltenders, uh, you know, of modern times here, and 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 especially in the in the recent generation. How about building what you're going to do with this Ranger team around that goaltender?
1: Yeah, without question, uh, we're fortunate to have one of the great goalies in the game. And you know I know people talk about his age, but that's a position where you can, you know, play uh, play later than most positions. And especially when you take uh, as great care of yourself as uh, as he does, and as competitive as he is, and as passionate as he is, uh, he's going to have a chance to play for a long, you know, longer than most in that position. And we're going to do the best job we can to put the best team in front of him. Uh, we're going to do our best job to defend. Uh, spend more time in the offensive zone, and he's a big uh, big piece of the future here moving forward. Uh,
0: what kind of style now, as you develop what is going to be obviously a much younger team than the Rangers have had in recent years, the way things have gone, what uh, what kind of team should the fans look for from you? What kind of style, what, what should we look for?
1: Well, a puck pressure, puck possession game that's built around defense. And, you know, defense isn't just what goes on in the in the, in the defensive zone. Uh, when there's a change of possession, whether it be in the offensive zone or the neutral zone, we want to get it back as quickly as possible. And we want to take away time and space. We want to make people uncomfortable. And when we get it, we want to possess it. Now That doesn't mean we're not going to have to ship it in behind people at the appropriate time. But that's certainly not going to be... You know the system that we want to play and uh, we want to be hard to play against and we want to be fast and physical
0: what what coaches uh, coach give, give me the guy who was a big influence on you there's usually a coach somewhere either when you were a player or somewhere along the way what head coach or what coach along the way had the biggest impact on you
1: well, for me, there's two guys. Ben Smith, uh, who was the uh, who actually coached the women's 1998 gold medal team. He recruited me to go to Boston University. He actually gave me my first coaching job uh, back in 1993. Uh, I was 26 and gave me a chance to be an assistant coach uh, at the Division One level, which was rare. That didn't happen very often back then. And he and I have been remain great friends since then. He's been a huge influence uh, my coaching career and. Uh, Jack Parker is the other one. Yeah, I played for Coach Parker at BU and coached under him. And when I replaced him at BU, he's, he was around an awful lot and supported me in my five years as the as head coach at BU. So I'm very thankful for those for those two guys' influence on me.
0: Now you had a little background a long time ago with the Rangers, right? weren't you Ranger property at one point? You were, right? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't
1: call that Ranger property. I was a uh, what happened to me, I actually got diagnosed with hemophilia at the age of twenty, so wow. I had a quit playing. Right. And then uh, you know, in ninety one they there were some medical advances that allowed me to make a comeback, but I hadn't played in five years. I had, had some real bad leg injuries which I lost some movement in my right foot and so I did make an abbreviated comeback, and you know I played for their American League team in Binghamton for about two months. So uh, it was a, an affiliation with the Rangers, but I wasn't under contract to the Rangers.
0: We're doing with David Quinn, who obviously built a tremendous program. Was part of a tremendous program at, at BU and uh, the college hockey. You know, some fans follow it, some don't. The le- the level of play there, and the proving ground, and the and the way it produces players and produces coaches. Where is college hockey now compared to where it was say ten or fifteen years ago?
1: Well, college hockey's never been stronger you 'll just look at the influx of the college kids stepping in and making an impact right away. They do
0: quickly uh, now, they really do yeah. yeah, they
1: do they really do and uh, you know it was funny when I went to coach in the American League, uh, I you know felt two weeks into it, I thought to myself, you know this isn 't much different than college hockey i mean uh, it really wasn't obviously you know you had some of the veterans down in the minor leagues that made the difference, but there really wasn't much difference. And you see these kids stepping in at key times. You know, guys sign after their you know, after their season and play 10 or, eight, 10 or 11 games uh, at the end of the regular season and make an impact in the playoffs. And that's happening more and more. And I think it's a testament how good college hockey is, which I think has opened up the door for college coaches to have a chance to coach in the National Hockey League, from Dave Haxtall with the Flyers to Jim Montgomery, who just took over for the Dallas Stars. And I certainly have benefited from that.
0: You know, uh, Coach, you know, I wonder, considering that and and the guys who have made the jump and everything, do you think this would be a harder transition if you hadn't spent any time with the Avalanche, or does the time with the Avalanche make this an easier transition to the NHL?
1: Yeah, I think without question. The fact that I was fortunate enough to coach in the NHL and coach pro hockey has certainly made this transition for
0: me a lot easier, without question. Okay, so that that is valuable time you spent in the league, right? So what you learned in the league versus what you would have done in college, it opens your eyes to a couple of things. What's the biggest thing that jumps out that's going that you have to do differently that as far as just the way you're going to run your team or, or the way you're going to coach these guys? Well, first of
1: all, you don't have the practice opportunity right. to in college. I mean, we practice four days a week at BU. We're certainly not going to have that luxury here uh, in New York uh, obviously, you're dealing with a wider range of age group. The age range is sure. different. It's a lot wider. So, you know, you're going know, to, I'm not going to treat an 18 year old the same way I treat a 33 year old. You know, that's part of building relationships and that's understanding your team and that's understanding personality. So, you know, the variety of the age, the age gap uh, certainly makes it a little bit more challenging and the practice time, the fact you don't have the practice time
0: in college. That is an interesting uh, point about the difference in players because guys who have been around the league is a long time in, in any sport, and professionals, those guys are independent contractors. I mean, they're pros. They're, they're, this is their business, they, and, and they know a guy who's ready to coach and a guy who's not ready to coach. I mean, so they, those guys are, are tough to make sure. And you have to make sure you know your stuff to prove to those guys who have been around the league a long time they know their business.
1: I, it's funny when you it's funny you say that because when I first coached in the International Hockey League, go my friends. Were, What's the difference? I said, first of all, it's almost like you're on trial the first few weeks. Yep. They want to know what you know. You've got to, you know, you've got to show to them, hey, is this this guy know his stuff? And that certainly was the case when I was in Colorado. And you know, once you get over that hump, it's a lot easier to coach for sure.
0: Yeah, because people don't realize a guy who's been in the league twelve, fifteen years in any sport, that guy knows his business. He's been around a long time. He knows how the games played. He knows how it's coached.
1: That's right, no matter what sport it is. I mean, it's just yeah. it's, it's, it's being a pro, and that's kind of, you know, the situation the new coaches step to prove your worth. You've got to prove that you're ready for this level. And like I said, I was very fortunate to have an opportunity to – to coach at the National Hockey League level, so that's certainly going to make my transition. I don't want to say easy because nothing's easy at this level and nothing's easy, period, in sports, but it's going to my- make my transition a little bit smoother.
0: I know you know the building very well. I know you even brought that team up here a couple years. I was there the afternoon when you guys were playing there that night. As a matter of fact, you guys sold out the building a couple of years ago, did you not, uh, on a Saturday night? Yeah, I think you did, yeah, because I know that year that I was in the building that afternoon, there was a uh, uh, Ranger game, and then you guys were going to play that night, and it was a, they were telling me it was going to be a sellout crowd. So you know that, and you know how crazy and loyal and fervent the range of fan base is. It is a great fan base. And it's what makes this job so attractive. I
1: mean, there's no, you know, sitting around, you know, when I was going through what to do, I thought to myself, would there be anything cooler than winning a Stanley Cup in New York City? No, there won't be. Coaching the New York Rangers. And the only way to do that is actually coach the New York Rangers.
0: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> So that was part of my decision-making process, for sure.
0: How about the how about the idea of this, the size of this city, and the media and everything else? Is, uh any of that uh, give you pause? or no?
1: no, not at all. I, I just uh, listen. Nobody puts more pressure on a coach than the coach, and that's you know we all do it. You know, nobody's expectations are higher than mine for what we're going to do, and. I think probably every coach you talk to in the city feels the same way. So, you know, that's, I mean, you know, there's good and bad every job. And when things aren't going well, it's probably going to be a little more difficult here. But when things are going well, it's going to be more enjoyable too. So you got to take the good with the bad.
0: Well, listen, uh, uh, it's, it's a fun, it's a great job. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. I think, I know, you know, all that already, but, uh, uh, it really, if you win here, I can't think of anything that would be better or bigger than that because uh, this town loves loves its ranges and it loves events. I mean, it loves winning teams and it loves events and it, and it treats them very well when it happens. And it's tough when it's not. That's just the way it is. It's that kind of town. But uh, we welcome you to it and, uh, and good luck. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. And uh, all we'll say is just uh, good luck and uh, welcome aboard.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: My pleasure, Coach. Thank you very much. All right, so David Quinn, the head coach,